Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I obtained a copy of a letter House Republicans wrote to Attorney General Merrick Garland where they detailed concerns that, quote, Biden may have retained sensitive documents related to specific countries involving his family's foreign business dealings. Now, Republicans are also asking whether the White House or President Biden's personal attorneys placed any limitations or scoping restrictions during the interview that would have precluded a line of inquiry regarding evidence directly linking the president to those troublesome foreign payments. Republicans also call calling out the DOJ's lack of, quote, even-handed justice for the decision not to recommend charges against Biden. Special counsel Robert Herr pointing to Biden's mental fitness for the decision, calling the president, quote, a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory, struggling to remember events and straining at times to read and relay his own notebook entries. Molly Hemingway says the move sets a dangerous precedent. Listen. And she goes on. Yeah. Um, this is incredible. The scope and the media, the mainstream media is not telling Americans this. Oh, yeah. the scope at which Joe Biden yeah. illegally stole classified data for years, for years and years and years. So, you know, look, the, the briefing book that the president, and the vice president get top secret national security secrets. Every I mean, Americans even know of this book, right? It did figures into TV shows and movies and things like that. The, the existence of it, but yes. not the details. <laughs> Joe Biden is supposed to view it in a skiff. Not only did he often not bother, he took the whole book home, took parts of the book home, and tons of information from that book are still missing. I mean, that is... That, that is, I mean, when you look at that and you compare that to Trump's Mar-a-Lago being raided mm-hmm. over him, he had the right, he could take that wherever he wanted. He was the president. He's the chief executive. He can do that. Biden couldn't. That's what's so shocking. And now he's pretending, well, I don't know, I don't remember, but you told your ghostwriter about it. You You did. And, and and when when you look at the just the absolute cavalier attitude of this. Well, I mean, why, why else should he not have that attitude when you can do anything you want to as apparently as a Democrat in this country and there's absolutely no repercussions and, and you have an active um, participation of the media, your party and, um, you know, who all, who all knows what other organizations to protect you and shield you and to continue to lie about what actually has happened. This is um, so bad. The National Archives, remember, that's the excuse for Trump. Well, if he just cooperated and given it back, by God, that wouldn't have happened. There is no um, documentation that the National Archives can find, according to this investigation by the special counsel, that Joe Biden ever returned any of this stuff that he illegally took. It was a crime for him to take. 
So this is right out of Hur's report. It appears he never returned any classified documents to the National Archives. Okay, where's the raid on his home? Yeah. Where where is that? Because unlike President Trump was covered by the National Records Act, yeah. he's the president, he can do- classify, declassify. If he wants to dump the whole thing out on the White House lawn every morning, he can do that. Mm-hmm. That's his prerogative. But not the vice president. Nope. No, you can't. Or a senator. And what he would do is he would take the briefing book and record this top secret stuff into notebooks. And that's why these notebooks are so such a big deal. And then he would take the notebooks home and secure them in unsecured places. He had no legal authority to do so. And this is from the report, I'm quoting. He had no legal authority to do so, and his retention of these materials and disclosure of classified information from his notebooks to his ghostwriter risked serious damage to Americans' national security. So, um, and, and when you look at, like, what he, what he did here, he did this day in and day out with that briefing book. That's what's so incredible. He just treated it as just kind of whatever he wanted to do. There, uh, he had all kinds of classified material. They had no system for recovering it. What Donald Trump did didn't even come close to this. There'd been a problem for years with an executive security team expressing concern in 2010 about all the classified briefing books Books. Books. He had not returned. Again, he's not even allowed to view these outside of Skiff. Skiff is this very secure uh, room that you go in because this stuff is so potentially compromising to national security. Okay. Not only does he not go into the Skiff, he takes whole briefing books. Listen to this line. The executive security team expressed concern in 2010 about all the classified briefing books he had not returned and that even when things were returned, some items were missing. He just ripped the pages out. This had been a problem for years. They were unable to determine if some of the material was ever returned. He took the notebooks home with him and kept them even though they had classified materials in them. He kept them in unsecured locations. Biden read portions of his notebook. According to the report, Biden read portions of his notebook that contained classified information up to the secret level. So that's the first part of it, Lee. But the second part, I'll get you to react to this in a second. The Republicans, this is what Brooke Sigmund was talking about there, the Republicans have written a letter because they they have classified clearances, so they can know things we can't even know. Biden, quote from the letter, Biden may have retained sensitive documents related to specific countries involving his family's foreign business dealings. Gee, I wonder which ones those are. Can't imagine. Would that be China, Russia, and Ukraine? Oh, I don't yeah, know. Romania? Pretty much. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. So, look, let's pretend Trump did this. You know what the media would be saying this morning? He's selling this stuff. Yeah, they're selling this is treason, and he's selling this stuff. I mean, yeah. this couldn't be more obvious. The media likes to talk 
about the deals that the Trump family has done with Saudi Arabia. Again, none of it illegal whatsoever. Can you imagine if Trump was keeping information from the briefing book? Yeah, it'd be another impeachment trial. Yeah, um, on Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Again, well, how would we do? Well, again, we know for a minimum, New York Post, look it up. Russia, through the oligarch bot arena, paid $30 million to Rosemont Seneca. This is what they were buying. That is that it? That what they were buying? It's a legitimate question that we would have the media. The media would ask if Trump were involved. I mean, remember, we went they went through over a million of Trump's documents, subpoenaed those. I can't imagine what the legal fees for Trump were for that. Over a million documents he was forced to turn over to Mueller as they attempted to find one red cent from Russia. They never found a nickel. They never found a penny. They never found a deal. We have $30 million right in the New York Post from one Russian oligarch. Mm-hmm. And he's taking home classified documents illegally related to the countries where his family does, and I'm using air quotes, you can see me on Rumble, business. Business, yeah. Business. The lawlessness here is almost unspeakable. But you know, it's a pattern. Mm-hmm. It's a pattern. Yeah. It, when you look at what Hillary Clinton did, she took the classified data, her and Huma, they forwarded to the to the, the server. One of the most damning bits of testimony I've ever seen uh, was from the computer security company she put in charge of the server. They wanted to secure it. They wanted to secure it. They said, listen, you're going to get bombarded here. And they didn't even know there was going to be classified data on it, right? And Hillary insisted the server remain unsecure so anybody could just slide in and and access it. And then we find out, at, remember, at least five countries, including China, did. Why? Why would she do that? Because she was putting the classified data on the server so they could go get it. That's why. Her operation was a lot more sophisticated than Joe Biden. She probably got 10 IQ points on him and Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Because they just ripped the pages out. You know what I mean? Hillary tried oh. to do a oopsie. Oh, no. Well, women are Did, smarter anyway, Tara. I, 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 anyway, <laughs> I don't want to rile up my mostly male audience okay, this morning. All right. All right. Seriously, whatever. Uh, it, to each his own. But anyway, um, so that's, I mean, so this is, this is that group of them, that nexus of Hillary, Biden and Obama. I mean, you're seeing them s- sell our country's secrets potentially here, not even hiding it. Well, it's not just if they are selling it, but if they are using that information using to defend themselves and to cover up the um, the Biden crime family um, branding operation. Yeah, absolutely. And, and kudos to the Republicans for getting this out there, making the accusation. This is how you fight. This is one of the ways. It's, yeah, it is. And good for them. Absolutely. And and again, let's suppose Biden just took it home and wanted to read it. Let's just suppose well, that is a crime. Yep. That is a crime. You can't do it. And to not return it? And we're told he's just too likable to prosecute. He's just too doddering and likable to prosecute. But Trump is being prosecuted, and Trump had the ability to declassify. I mean, it is so outrageous. I mean, there's no words for it.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Wow, a record setter. Anytime the hive mind turns its attention to something, I'm always fascinated with the why, why now, what's up. And boy, did the hive mind turn its attention to the Super Bowl. Set ratings record with a staggering 123.4 million viewers. TV's biggest audience since the moon landing just wow just wow obviously that would make it the biggest audience ever for the super bowl um but biggest audience since the moon landing um and they're still calculating the audience because again there's so many ways to watch uh there's not just he tune into the channel that has it there's you know so unbelievable numbers there. Uh, some people saying the Taylor Swift effect. Super Bowl 58 averaged 123.4 million viewers. Again, the most watched Super Bowl ever. Last year's Chiefs and Eagles game set the previous record, which was 115 million. So say what you will, the NFL is back, at least for the Super Bowl. Kind of interesting because some of the viewership, viewership stats for, for earlier in the season were actually off. Uh, they weren't particularly mighty. Uh, but something about this particular game, I don't know if it's the hype around it or what. Just absolutely huge. I got to tell you something else that was talked about a lot in, in my house. And I it took, I, I was really interested because in the kids were talking about a particular, um, my son and his friends, kids who are in sports, a lot of them are watching or did watch because they watched the game live the Travis Kelsey interaction with his coach, Andy Reid. And I went back and watched that. And the reaction of children to it was horrified. They were buzzing. Like, like if you play sports, you've been in sports, two of my kids do, uh, you wouldn't dream, dream of treating a coach the way Kelsey did. What a horrible example for children. Horrible example. I've never seen the like of it. The only thing I can think of that is even remotely comparable is maybe some instances where one team and the other team are on the field or on the court and they get into a, like a physical fight. But I don't even think that compares. Let me tell you why. Players in the heat of the moment, they get into it, they butt heads, and sometimes it can get physical. Got it, right? Not great. We condemn that. But to shove a coach, and it's not just the screaming. And, and, and when you see, you've probably seen the memes online. Everybody's talking about this. When you zoom in on it, you see the rage on Kelsey's face because his coach has to put him in as if he's entitled to be on the field. He's an employee. But then the shove. 
Then the shove. And you want to know what that shove was? That's that's assault. That's simple assault. It is. You go ahead and try that with your boss. See how that works for you. Go ahead and, uh, I don't know, you mad at a manager at a restaurant you're at? Try that. They'll call the police, and you can be booked for that. By any definition, legal definition, he committed assault. And Andy Reid, probably one of the nicest coaches in the whole NFL, he's a very soft-spoken guy, knew, had the sense that Kelsey does not have. Kelsey's not a good guy. He's not. Had the sense Kelsey doesn't have to try to smooth that over quickly because he rec- he knew by the interviews right after the end of the game, this is going to be a problem. This is a huge problem. But for children to see that, and in my house, the kids talk, and, and, and the way it is now that I hear them talking because my, my son's friends are online, everybody's talking about it, they're going back and forth, they're watching videos. The kids who play sports are gobsmacked by this. You know what I think is interesting about it? That's toxic masculinity right there, isn't it? I mean, if you were going to have some toxic masculinity, that would be it. That would be a perfect example of how not to act. The media normally loves to jump on that kind of thing, especially when it's a white male. But you don't see that, do you? I mean, they're reporting it, yeah, but not with a negative tone. Is Tra- I'm just asking a question. What do you think? Is Travis Kelsey getting a pass on the vulgar attack and assault? It, it's assault. That he committed on his coach because the media thinks Taylor Swift may endorse a Democrat running for president. Legitimate question. I think the answer is yes. I think it is. Listen to this, okay? So you can just imagine, we've all heard, you know, domestics, right? Phone call goes out, police come. You assault your wife like that? You may get arrested. You may get arrested. Both of you might. If you did it back to him. Headline... CNN. Okay, so they're at least covering it, so you get credit for that. But not the way I think they would if he didn't have Taylor Swift protection. Quote, he tested that hip out. Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid laughs off Super Bowl spat with Kelsey. Yes, he's he's in full-on cleanup mode here. Wait, wait, wait. But think what this says. You assaulted an older man with a hip problem. Because you didn't get to playing time you wanted? Are you serious? Is this who this generation is? And again, total class Chiefs coach Andy Reid. Look, the NFL has to has to address this. I mean, there's got to be a fine. There's got to be something. Just do it for the kids watching this. Uh, this right here, I'll play it for you. Uh, this right here, again, I played it yesterday's Chiefs coach Andy Reid. Oh, are we going to have one of these days with this audio? Oh, my gosh. Okay, let me see if I can fix it. Uh, let's try this. So he came, then he came over and gave me a hug. So, so sorry about that. But he, you know what? He just wants to be on the field and he wants to play. And so uh, there's nobody I get uh, better than I get him. He, he's a competitive kid and, um, he, you know, he loves to play. He's not a kid. He makes me feel young. No, you he's know? not a kid. But, my balance is terrible, booger. <laughs> yeah, my balance is terrible because he's referring to the hip. Let me just read the first two paragraphs here. It was footage that quickly became a meme, but Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid laughed off his spat with tight end Travis Kelsey during the team's 25-22 Super Bowl win. Okay. Angered that Reid, Andy Reid, the coach, had taken him out of the game during the first half, Kelsey pushed the 65-year-old 
so hard on the sidelines that the Chiefs head coach momentarily lost his balance while the tight end continued to shout in his face. Kelsey was eventually, of course, pulled away by teammate uh, Jarrett McKinnon. And Reed even says he tested that hip out. He caught me off balance. Normally, I'd give him a little bit, but I didn't have any feet under me. Folks, that's assault. That is absolutely assault. You get the police called on you and you have done that. Totally assault. I think Kelsey needs some kind of statement for kids because I'm telling you, kids were talking about this yesterday. And as kids, if you've been on a sports team and everybody's been in that position, you want to play, you want a more playing time, you have questions about some decisions your coach has made, which people always do because they take them personally, the thing to do is to get in your coach's face and shove him. <laughs> texter rates. On uh, texter rates on the car pros text line. Tara, it's pretty clear Travis Kelsey could be mentally ill. He was wearing a Bud Light pendant. Only Taylor Swift knows what he's really into. Well, Sam Quimby, here's the other thing here, right? I think that the Taylor Swift-Kelsey thing is very much reminiscent of the um, Tom Cruise-Katie Holmes fake relationship where she gets pregnant by going to a sperm bank because they don't have a real relationship and he needed to appeal to a younger audience to stay relevant. I No, I do. I, that's, uh, there's silly stuff online about it's a psyop of the Pentagon. That's just stupid. No, it's a psyop of the genius marketing crew at the NFL. They built this whole... This is how they got the views they did. This is how they got the record viewership. Again, only the moon landing more viewed than the Super Bowl. It was the swift storyline. This guy is the one you're showcasing. Can you find him? Can I mean, can you? I mean, you can, obviously, but can't... I mean, Look what's on the line here. Texture writes here, it used to be unheard of for students to attack teachers too, except the mo in the most violent inner city schools. Kelsey should have been arrested on the spot. Texture writes, sports, here, here, sports fan here that played in college, leaders on teams are often vocal and speak up because they are equivalent to coaches on the field. I condemn these actions on any level, but the, Level below the professional level, Kelsey gets a pass, but it's a bad example for kids. I'm sorry, I've never heard of such a thing. Equivalent to the coach? No. The coach can fire you and does all the time on these teams. And this is just... Yeah. Texture rates. Yeah, see, this is the other reason Kelsey's going to have protection. Kelsey also endorses the COVID vax. Yeah, I mean, he's got liberal privilege. Which has got to be painful for them because he's a white male. And they don't usually get that unless their last name's Biden. Anybody noticing a pattern here? Anybody else noticing there sure are a lot of transgender shooters lately. It's almost as if all of the positive attention, yes, positive attention and celebration the Nashville school shooter got from the left is causing these things to multiply. Now, if you watch the mainstream media, you have no idea anybody other than white males who are Trump supporters do shooters, do shootings. 
But if you actually go through all the white males doing shootings, mass shootings, uh, and you dig into it, I mean, after the media stopped talking about it, which is usually around the time you find out they were actually left-wingers, you'll find there really aren't any maggot shooters. But there's plenty of trans shooters. Let me just run through this with the dates in order. Because I think the modern LGBTQ movement is radicalizing our youth into becoming violent extremists by celebrating them after the fact. And that Nashville school shooter, make no mistake, was celebrated. Do you remember afterward all those pro-transgender activists breaking into, because they did, it was an insurrection, breaking into the Nashville, I'm sorry, the Tennessee legislature? And the biggest horror of it was that they were holding up seven fingers for the victims. Remember the Nashville shooter shot up a Christian school, killed three children and three adults who died trying to save those children. That's six. But the activists, when they invaded and sat down in the legislature in order to honor, yes, honor the transgender shooter, they were holding up seven fingers, seven victims. Victims of what? Christianity? Counting the school shooter as a victim. After that, remember, there was a lot of conversation about, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't, sh- we shouldn't celebrate Transgender Day of Vengeance. Maybe we, maybe we shouldn't have Trans Day of, of, of Vengeance. It's kind of bad the same week as a shooter. But remember, the White House went on with it. Did it right on the White House grounds. What does this say to you if you're a mentally ill person and you're buying the left's lying propaganda? You're going to be celebrated. You're going to go out as a folk hero. You'll, you'll be a legend. You'll be loved. Maybe feel loved for the first time in a long time. Let's go through these. Media won't. Transgender shooters. Aberdeen school shooter. 2018. Transgender. It quiets down for a while. But then as the hype around transgender individuals picks up, so do the shootings. We then go to the Highland Park shooting in Chicago after Mayor Lori Lightfoot told LGBTQ people to pick up a gun. He did. He did the shooting in a dress less than six weeks later. What did he shoot up? He went to the, to the place he knew he'd find Trump supporters, patriots, and no liberals. He went to a 4th of July parade, and he shot it up. He killed seven and injured 48. That, fa- that faded fast once we found out he did the shooting in a dress, dressed as a woman. Highland Park shooting, July of 22. Then fast forward to November of 22. That was the Colorado Springs shooter, identified as non-binary. And then it begins to pick up. Folks, we are he- we're headed to having one of these a month. That's, that's where we are. So that is November of 2022. Uh, then after that, Nashville school shooting happens in 2023. And really all hell breaks loose after that. That shooter was trans. Same month, we have a copycat shooting in Denver. Denver school shooter, again, trans. Um, Then we had the Iowa school shooter. Boy, they dropped that fast. That person was trans and gender fluid. And his last posting was uh, about loving your trans children. That was in January. And then now the Lakewood church shooter, transgender person. Who did the shooting, by the way, with a gun that said Palestine on it. What else does the media not want you to know about that shooter? Because we love to tell you what the media doesn't want you to know about that shooter, who was a left winger. Well, let's go look 
uh, at their social media posts. Bunch of pro-Black Lives Matter stuff. Cool. Bunch of pro-Black Lives Matter stuff. What else? Pictures of this individual as a man by the name of Jeffrey before the transition. This one of Malcolm X. Today they've taken off the white sheet and put on the police uniforms. They've traded in the bloodhounds for police dogs. Check. And you can see the transition. This person starts off as male, called Jeffrey, turns into a woman, and then appears to convert to, guess what? Islam. Yep, wearing a a hijab before the shooting. We've covered it. This is what TikTok was doing. Radicalizing them. They were joining Islam because they loved Bin Laden. What did Bin Laden do? Killed a lot of people. What did this Houston megachurch shooter do? Tried to kill a lot of people. Here's ABC News. This is how you know it's bad. However, quote, however, quote, a motive behind the Sunday afternoon shooting has not been determined, unquote. Oh, lots of anti-Semitic writings. Those are very common on the left now, too. By the way, this person is a migrant. Identified as, but I don't know what that means. Does that mean illegal immigrant? Immigrant came here legally. Well, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. But that's quite a list. Let's count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them since 2018. Six of them since 2022. That's um, that's an escalating level of violence. The media is driving the whole thing while they pretend they have no idea what's caused this. New survey, who's a bigger baby about being sick, men or women? New poll found, men more likely to want to be taken care of. And 58% said they wish their mom was still there to look after them. Oh yeah, I know this because I have boys. They love to be babied, especially by a woman, by a woman. This is not weakness, by the way. No, 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 it's not your fault. You guys are absolutely programmed. You're sucker for women the second you come out of the womb. You are. There's nothing like the relationship between a mom and a son. There really isn't. Uh, but yeah, this is absolutely my boy. So I go overboard babying them uh, when they are sick. Same with my husband. Meanwhile, only um, 40, uh, oh, 53% of women say they would rather be left alone. Oh, that's not me. I love to be babied when I'm sick. Me too. Nothing wrong with that. This basic part of the human condition. Okay. Uh, texture rates. Uh, that transgender shooter got a seven-year-old kid injured. They're saying they think the kid won't make it. Just using him to keep law enforcement from shooting him or her. Where might you get an idea to do this? Where might that idea come from? Hamas. They use children as human shields. This is a person who'd clearly converted. I mean, um, he, who's now a she, is in a hijab. I guess nobody's told this individual how LGBTQ people are actually treated in countries like this, which is the craziest part. Yeah, take a kid, use him as a human shield. This wasn't, but folks, here's the main takeaway. These left-wingers are becoming radicalized and they're picking up guns and it's accelerating. I don't know that the media can even cover it up for much longer. Uh, because these numbers are nuts. And when you look at this, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, seven of these, again, since 2018, done by transgender, gender uh, fluid identifying individuals. Six of them since 2022. 
since July of 2022, six of these. When you look at a population that small, what is this? Well, you know, and I'll tell you part of what's driving this. If you spend a lot of time on TikTok and see the radicalization of people there led by the Chinese Communist Party, who very much pushes and encourages and endorses this stuff, there's a lot of lauding and clapping and celebrating transgender shooters. There is. They're just fighting back, man. What can they do but attack innocent Christians? In fact, this person picked Austin's church, which is very well known for its pro-Israel beliefs. Texture rates, hey, Tira. I love the stuff people send me on the text line. Texture rates, hey, Tira. I'm such a mama's boy that I only see female doctors to take care of me. <laughs> I get it, buddy. I get it. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.